Hello and welcome to Watch This Space. My name is Adam Swergon and this is a podcast where I talk to artists and have a chat about their music and what they're doing in general. Now, this is my first ever podcast and I'm very excited to say that I've caught up with a mate of mine called Danny Mellon. He's a musician from my area with loads of great songs, including his most recent single, See You Around. Be sure to check him out on Spotify, iTunes or Amazon Music, or you can just head over to his website, www.dannymellon.com for all his info too. In this show, we just had a bit of a chat and a catch up and talked about some of the awesome music he's produced as well as what he's been up to in lockdown. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Right, and here we are. Welcome to my first ever podcast. I'm here with Danny Mellon, who is a local artist in from my area. And we're going to have a bit of a chat today and just a, a bit of a laugh as well, just see how we're getting on in these uncertain times as well. How is it going, Danny? How are you, mate? I'm doing all right, Adam. You're doing all right, mate? Good. How, how was yeah, it? yeah. I'm living the dream every <laughs> every day. That's what I used to say at all my old jobs before I became unemployed. Um, oh. it's just, <laughs> uh, it's, I say living the dream every damn day. That's so bad. I got a couple of questions for you today. We'll have a chat. Um, yeah. I was thinking we could also talk about some old school stuff as well, because we, you know, you were in the year below me in school. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, scouts as well, if we could remember back to then. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I feel if if we're talking about scouts, I, sh- I should probably start with my apology. So we went to this different camp this camp sorry called county patrol camping weekend cpcw and it was all the scout groups from the county come in and you do you come in on the friday night and it's like it's like middle of october as well so it's freezing it's so cold it's horrible Mm. yeah did you have those tents i think everybody had essentially the same tent where it was um you know like your standard uh like try and get Toblerone shaped tent I can't remember what it's called but the, the no ventilation yeah had no, it had no covering of the bottom so all the cold air would just come in underneath I mean the It'd whole be... concept of a tent was a bit dumb because you literally it's mm. not any warmer <laughs> no just, not at all not just, at all you basically you should be outside yeah it was awful weather but so the the one that I wanted to apologize to you about so on this camp was they also do a talent show yeah uh and obviously we decided that we were going to do play a song together i was going to play the guitar and you were going to sing i think it was bastille pompey wasn't it off the top of my head yes i think it was that one yes it it was yeah 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 i yeah and uh we practiced and we you know we had it all in our head ready to go and then i just ditched you i just didn't turn up mate i was i was (laughs) how old it must it was a while back now i was about about 12 I'm 17 now, just to clarify to anyone. But yeah, so I'd say it was probably about. Yeah, I'd say it was probably about four or five years. Yeah. So yeah. And it was funny because I was like, I was getting, I was like, oh, me now, I'm gonna go out and do this thing. And then um, I mean, I, don't, I was like backstage, and I just was like, okay, Adam's not here. It's it'll be here. Oh, Adam's still not here. Okay, I'm just gonna have to do this on my own. So I turn up with this guitar. Um, I don't think it, it wasn't even my guitar. It was like someone else's guitar, I think, because I had to borrow it. Yeah. And then I went on and it was weird. Like, even though I wasn't the best, I think I came second out of all. 
and I think I was going to win, and then yeah, so so I'm like the last person at the end just, just kind of bursting into tears. And this is not that big video; they just let her win. And I, I was like, okay, whatever. But I think that that was one of the earliest things, as it's like you're saying, four or five years ago. It's still like it was a really good reaction. Like even though I was very like a, I was a very out of tune, quite pitchy. I was quite nervous, really. That was why, but. It was something about that um, which made me think, okay, this is quite cool. I think it was just, I, I, I'd, only, I'd only ever done shows in front of like my schoolmates before. And so, I just, you know, like how, how we did it. Um, so suddenly having to play to like random people. Yeah. I was quite nervous. And a crowd of them. Yeah, it was a lot of people. And I was quite nervous before. And as soon as I'd finished that, I was actually quite excited by it. Um, mm. Like 2016, which was a couple of years later, I did this other talent show in Iceland which I I think I did win that I did win that one and that was that was I think that that was like proper confirmation of um me wanting to like properly do this even though I was only like bloody 13 or something but you know so on top of that who was your inspiration for music do you have a particular artist or did you just kind of be like I want to be me doing my own music or did you want to base it off of someone else I think well I grew up in a very musical household like from like the age of three I'd be like listening to like the Beatles my dad was a really big Beatles fan and that so I was I was given that kind of influence very early on I think um I think Beatles always was got me into music definitely and okay. then other bands like McFly and that as a kid were like that was the stuff I, yeah you jammed to I think recently um I, th- I think when I was about 12-ish Ed Sheeran was a really really big influence on me I think it was because he was the first person I listen to like lyrically a lot of people I used to not really listen to lyrically um and so I think nowadays though if you're going to see like reflect on my music now I think it's definitely like Sam Fender and Arctic Monkeys are probably the main two I think yeah I could definitely hear Sam Fender in your music yeah for sure uh, that's a compliment yeah not no, like def- a... I mean mate when anyone yeah, said like so Dave Gilliat from BBC Introducing said um that and I was like I was over the moon yeah I mean, you can't complain. You can't complain if you're compared to one of your... Because I think it's obviously good to have your own sound, but I think you can still, like, show your influence without it being a complete rip-off, definitely. Yeah, of course. Um, and I guess with, with people like Sam Fender, you know, they're they're big. So if your music's like them, you're doing it after a big influence. Yeah, def- so, yeah definitely. Hey, if, it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and um, it's, it's just been, I think more recently like i went to watch sam fender 2019 at the shepherd's bush empire that was the first i think it's still my favorite gig i've been to i went there with my dad and um we were like moshing which was funny to see my dad in a mosh pit bear in mind you know he's my dad but you know it was very it was very <laughs> funny and uh yeah it was just such a good night and it was one i'd been doing the solo kind of gig thing before with just a guitar and a loop pedal by that point and then having I'd, I saw, I've seen bands before, but he was the first proper artist because he was an artist with a band. And as I'd already had music out, I was like, oh, okay, that is a thing you can do. And it was, it was, definitely, it was definitely the first um, like solo artist kind of, per, or definitely the reason that my music's gone to a much more like, you know, indie, I guess, yeah. place. It's a lot, that's, he's the reason for that. So, yeah. With uh, people like Ed Sheeran as well, yeah. when he, have have you seen a video that or like an interview that Ed Sheeran did and he talked about the dirty tap? Yeah. Thing. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Segways quite nicely in is when you're making your own music, where do you kind of start in terms of 
lyrics and chords and you know where's the starting point where you go this sounds good we can take yeah. it into this i think a lot of the time i will probably start with a melody i mean a lot of times i say like i start with the lyrics and that but i find um that's sometimes quite hard unless i've got like a really good mm-hmm. idea of what i want to write about because um once i've written lyrics i find it sometimes hard to fit into a melody and that. so i normally would start with a melody that i won't be always sitting down being like right songwriting mode on i'll be sometimes <laughs> yeah i'll be out for a walk or i'll be in a shower or something like that and i just have a melody and i'll be like quick to the God, i've got to get it down <laughs> yeah uh, what i will tend to do it's a very weird thing i would tend to either get the chords to the song on the guitar and find the root chords for that but all the time i would just hum the melody and i will make like like kind of word like da, 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 that, that kind of stuff yeah yeah and i will end up writing words around that vowel sound as like an early thing they won't always stick, but a lot of the time i have like i've written some songs in lockdown which i've like they're the first thing i've written down because they like that like uh, and i've just been like that's a bit weird and then i'll go back to it later i'm like oh that's fu- that's fine so it, it's weird like i don't say i have one specific way of doing it but i think a lot it will it, most of the time nowadays starts with a melody that i and then the chords and then like the lyrics kind of come a similar time the actual lyrics themselves tend to form themselves over me the feel of the song like we'll see you like see you around our latest song that can't really be a love song so i knew that when i was writing i was like i'm gonna have to do something a bit different here um just because it you've got to get the feel of it right and if it doesn't feel right it's not going to connect with anyone so you know absolutely and i guess that that thought process you know it gave you a big success because that's this is your most listened to song i've got it up here uh, on Spotify, at least it's eighteen thousand streams. It's really weird. Pretty, pretty baller. I mean, that's pretty cool, thanks, man. Thanks, mate. It's, it's you know, it's mad. It's like the countries in this for this song. It's like we have most of the time we've had like a quite a UK-based thing, and then like a few different countries. Like I'm most listened to in Brazil now. Over over the really? whole of the UK, like I'm most listened to in Brazil. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, but amazing, like. I've had such a good reaction to it and it's it's just meant a lot it just means a lot to everyone who's been streaming it and that's still a bit surreal but you know yeah well of course i can imagine um it must be it must be great i see it you know all the time we've got a lot of close friends from from barts and everything like that mutual friends so i see yeah. it a lot as soon as you've released a new song it's on everyone's story and i, I love it it's it's really cool to yeah. see the support i, I'm, I was i'm really lucky with school because um obviously i think i that could have been very easily gone to another school. Which, and I know a lot of people get quite a hard time for singing. I think I, I'm really lucky with like the support I get mm. from school. Like my mates are really supportive at school. Like, and your music is pretty fucking stellar as well. Thanks, man. I've been I've been listening to it, reminding myself of it uh, today and for the past few days. And I've got to say, Emily is actually my favourite song. Oh, thank you. Know, you. They are all great, but Emily is a pretty it's is, is a bop definitely one of our favorites to play thank you so much mate that we got. Um, it's, it's a really cool song thank you yeah it's a lot of fun to play just it's one of those quite we try to do it quite tongue-in-cheek because we had this kind of love song kind of idea but the problem with it was yeah. like we didn't want to just be like we just thought we'd make a bit of fun of it so like like we have yeah. lines, like like the cliche goes and that it's very it's quite a self-aware song but mm. we enjoy playing it so thank you mate i mean it's a lot of people. no no worries yeah yeah I think I think self-aware songs are quite. I don't know about you, but they kind of appeal to me more as well. Yeah. Self-aware songs because it's like 
it's almost it adds just a realism to it and I do like the idea I don't know how you feel about it but when I've I've tried to sit down before and write you know I've been I've been doing it and I've been going like I want to make a song that like you kind of want to highlight the cliche and be like this is not what this is going to be and yeah I think that to the song no, I completely get what you mean yeah it's a lot yeah a lot of the time um, with um when you write you sometimes think in your head like is this working or not and I think a song like Emily will just yeah. me kind of doing like oh it doesn't matter really I, it just if I kind of I added that little kind of self-awareness in to be like I'm not being that serious because um because I think a lot of musicians can get very serious with their music and that and obviously like it, you spend a lot of time in it, it makes sense but I think for me I'm not really the most serious of people as you know from you know you know me I'm, I'm quite quite cheeky and like you know bubbly and that so I mean I don't necessarily very like music is my thing and blah. I'm not very like that so I, this is my passion yeah, I'm not really <laughs> like this so um I kind of yeah, we tried to have a bit of fun on stage and obviously just with everything. So we try to reference it in our songs and that, like that. Yeah. So now that we've been uh, talking about it, I guess it's time to play Emily. Uh, this song is by Danny Mellon and it is Emily, a great, great song. Go give it a listen on Spotify and we're going to play it for you now. So without further ado, enjoy. Um, so talking about performing, what what is the best show you've ever played? There are two that I there are two that I will always um, think. I've obviously had the band backing me, so James Elliott and Hamish. They've all joined me um, in the last uh, year and a bit now. They joined in August time, twenty nineteen. Um, before that, I was doing it on my own, like I said, with a loop pedal, and I managed to get this gig playing the South Park Fireworks in twenty eighteen, which was really good that was six thousand people all facing you. that's sick and the, that's really cool it was it was really weird because i think when you when you play to a smaller audience it's a really different feel it's a, i i really like both I, but i think with a bigger audience they become more of a blob it's really hard to especially you can see people up really close to you but as soon as you get them really far away you're just like i can't actually make them out so a lot of the time you have to be you go, I, I tend to be quite, with an audience that get bigger, I get obviously a lot bigger myself and that, and just because you kind of have to, to be able to, for the people at the back to be able to see you. But, um, yeah, absolutely. So that, that was one of my favourite gigs, just because it was me proper, like, I mean, one, it was freezing. So I had to put a lot of energy into it. Like, my hands were literally, like, bleeding at the end of my, of my guitar because it was, like, so cold. Um, you can't then just... Boom, yeah, so luckily a lot of my songs frustrating, yeah. The last song uh I had I was doing a lot of the rhythm stuff and oh, it, was, it was I mean it was quite sore gig, it was off of my hands, but like coming off stage like I had such a buzz and it was um really, really fun. So that was probably one of them. The one with the best one of the band was uh nearly a year ago today, it was on the eighteenth of January last year. 
where we oh nice. yeah we support the White Lakes um you're another local um indie yeah band. yeah I've I've played with the White Lakes before they're they're really good they're nice yeah, guys yeah. yeah Matt and Logan and all of them are dudes um yeah but um yeah so we played that nearly a year ago at the O2 Academy in Oxford uh which was really fun that's our funny enough that's actually that was our second show I mean our first two shows were both at the O2 Academy as, as like a band yeah with the band backing me um and that gig was just well, it was like all of that audience were like all our age, which was amazing. And we just, so we just come basically from recording like Beatle Up Nikes and Easy to You Around that day that we'd recorded the drums and the bass for that. And then we raced down to the, so the whole day was like a, a lot of fun. And that's, that finished it off as such an amazing one. Like the, the audience were great, so energetic. So like with our songs, they'd be like singing back to it in like the second chorus. Like the Beatle Up Nikes, you've got that big like chorus thing. The word chorus. So they were singing it back, and, back. and we did. We we do a little Mardi Bum cover by the Arctic Monkeys, like one of the later on in the support slots. That and then they went mental for that. Yeah, and I chat. We, yeah, we chatted to them after, like just obviously, cause that's what you do. We're not one of. I'm really hate uh, bands who like tend to go off stage and then you just never see them. Like at our level, like I can't obviously do that. So I would. As soon as kind of the gigs done, I went to talk to all of them, and they were really lovely people. So like, yeah, they a lot of them still follow us now on socials and that, and they're really really good. So it was a great night. The White Lakes were great. The the people were great. It was just, and we played we because of that we played like I think one of the best shows we've done. So yeah, yeah. you've got to be personable because the word of mouth is, in my opinion, one of the best ways to yeah promote and yeah. get yourself out there. All it takes is coming down, you know, some other bands can piss off and they miss that opportunity to go down and say hi and your friends bring their friends and their friends and it's go so on. It's a lot more than um, to what I do than to try and just be that mysterious person who goes off and never see him again. And he's very like, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's important to try and talk to people because Johnny, you know, I'm just a person. They're just people who are, who have spent money to go to watch you. Like I had a lot of schoolmates in year um, in my year go to watch me there, and so it meant a lot. I wanted to say out to them anyway, and then we had a lot of people buying CDs from us. If you're there at the merch stand with stuff to sell, it's better that you you're there as you're the artist rather than having your like your roadie or like you know someone else. So like that's what we. It's just important. I think people then share, obviously, on Instagram and that. So then you, it just, it's just a really good way of increasing people knowing. Absolutely. Did you ever sign anything then? I mean, I were you ever I, asked for signatures? You know, I will, I will sign if I'm asked to. But I'm not going to be one of those people who's like, hey, do you want me to sign this for you? Yeah, no, I get it a fair bit, just because people will be like, if you're famous one day, I'll have a thing. Yeah, but um, yeah, you know, I mean, of course you do it. Like, why not? It's, it's, and also. You feel quite cool doing it because obviously I'm not big at all, so it's quite interesting. It being like, it's been like, I get to do signature. It's not, yeah. and I don't normally I'll only be doing that on some sort of terms and conditions or you know some sort of form. So being able to do it for someone just because they they want it, it's like, why do you want it? It's just my name, but you know, it's it's pretty cool. So you always feel quite excited coming away from the concerts and everything which is super cool and I bet you are missing it a lot as well. Yeah, we, we've been lucky um, as a band to be able to do a few virtual ones, but, you know. Yeah, that's cool. How, are, how are the virtual ones? They're all right. I mean, a lot of the time... Obviously, you don't exactly have people moshing no, in front of you. No, which is a... no, it's really not the same. And 
it's I'm very lucky to be able to play with a band. So we did um one raising money for MS Society a couple of weeks ago in December. That was really fun. Um, you know, it's it's like a, it's it's still a performance, and you just perform to people online, but it is different. it is really different because you're just kind of performing to a screen, and you're like, uh, but you know, are they are they liking it? Yeah. Are, are you guys yeah. are you guys enjoying yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> like, Hope the sounds okay, and everyone's just like, yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, so do you in in these lockdown times yeah. from the beginning of lockdown last year? Uh, do you tend to do more music because you've got have you got free time and do you spend more time on music at the moment that you weren't before? Obviously, you're doing A levels as well at the moment, so I guess that takes up a proportion of your time. But are you finding yourself in your free time going music? So, like, music's always been my hobby, like, so it's always something I would be doing anyway. But I think now, obviously, that whole aspect of gigs has gone. It meant that, um, we had to, uh, I was just lazing around being and I don't it's better than just watching YouTube or something I thought you know what I just try and write some songs and like you're saying earlier with the um songwriting analogy like I think it's good to just kind of get in the habit of it so I was trying to do is like not a song a day but just trying to get something done every day and it meant that like like a couple weeks into March like a lot our set list is 10 times better now than it was before lockdown trust me like We've been able to change a lot of the songs that we used to do before, and like, ah, oh, it's just we're really excited to be able to, um, as soon as the gigs start back up, to have a more of a full set because there was a lot of songs that I had that were unfinished, and I was able to finish those ones. And by doing that, um, when you're in the zone, I made a lot of new ones, and we were able to record a few of them because um, studios are still open. So back in like August time, I was able to go down to a place in uh, Oxford and just record them with the drummer and that, which was great. Yeah, which song was your favourite to make out of all of them? Yeah, I think we have two. I mean, probably off the top of my head, it's probably going to be Beating Up Nikes, just because that was the first song that we recorded in a proper studio. I Before James and that had joined the band and that, I hadn't released a song with proper drums on it. So it was... Actually, that's a lot. We had one we had one song which had drums on it, but I wasn't there for it. And um, James, when I got the boys together, we went to a proper studio, so we were all there. Um, Actually, Hamish wasn't, but James and Elliot were there doing their tracks. And it was just, it was a really cool feeling because it was just, it's such big rooms. And then you'd just been like, and it was kind of away from everything. It wasn't like on the streets. You couldn't just step out and you'd be in a co-op. You'd, it was like fields everywhere and that. So it felt very quite isolated. It was really, really nice experience. And having all that, all the drums done was great. This is like a, this is like a university that um, our, our producer in DB Productions used to work at, so she um, was able to let us basically use it for recording and that. But um, yeah, like the guy there, there's another guy called Danny. Um, there's another guy there who's the sound guy, who was an absolute legend because he let us basically he let us use our his Ace Box AC15, and I basically recently got and um, we've refurbished the old box amp ourselves but yeah. that was the first I, I had a fender amp before and that was great yeah. but like i'd always try to make it sound basically like a vox and i wasn't aware of it so we did the guitars and we did all the, everything it was just yeah it was just like one of the first times we'd been in this proper studio and like making music and that and it just felt very different to what i'd done before because I'd, I'd done everything myself like before and then just got indie mm -hmm. to master it so that was the first time i'd properly produced with indie and the first time i'd recorded a song with the band so it felt felt really special 
and we've been doing that way since so yeah they're just really really good to work with and nothing also like me they don't take things too seriously so you know they're just really really amazing lovely people so i'm very very lucky to be working with those all of them so i'm gonna go with my last two questions and they kind of interlink with each other as well yeah, yeah. so i'll start with um so what is some advice that you can give for anyone who's starting out in producing performing or wanting to start in music yeah i would say um just try and play what you want to play and produce what you want to produce obviously make sure it's not you know, offensive or anything but like if you're enjoying playing the music you're doing that's what's important like you shouldn't um try and please people because i think that's when it starts to get bad so if you follow a trend or you know try and just be like oh this is popular right now i'm going to try and copy that it will it won't work in your favor because in like five years when you might it might not be popular and then you're back to spell on just copying the next thing so just do what listen to the songs that you like and like what you enjoy doing like and just kind of stick to that i think that's what's most important tim with production like you know no one there's not really a way to do anything like song two by blur was recorded in wrong one room like you know if you watch the behind the scenes of that it's like super lo-fi and that so like just do just do what you know you like doing and if it's you know it doesn't matter how many people like listen to it because like there's always going to be people out there who enjoy it so like that's my advice i guess brilliant and moving on to my last question is um very similarly and if it's the same kind of answer then that's absolutely fine but what what would be some advice that you wished someone had given you when you first started out don't trust some dickhead at CPCW to uh, come and play a show with you. Uh, no, it's not that. Yeah, yeah my brain is <laughs> trust issues. Just make sure it's true. No, um, yeah. um, it's probably just to be patient. I think I still sometimes struggle with it a bit now. I'm still really young. And I think a lot of the time, I just say to just try and make sure that just don't rush anything because there's no rush. You obviously just, when you get a song done, when you finish writing a song, realise that like, that's that's the one part of it done good that doesn't mean it needs to be out that second and I think when I first started I used to be a bit like right I've written the song and I, I used to plan like a release date for it and all this stupid stuff and like it was just so unnecessary and I think that's so much pressure on yourself as well yeah all you need to do is basically no most people are going to enjoy the music when it's you know when it's really good and like when you're happy when you're happy to release something that should be the point like when you're happy with the song and you want it to be out, that's when it should be out. Because there's so many times that you can like be putting something out that you're not, you're like, ah, oh, maybe if I did this again, it might, you know, and then you've always got that one little thing. And then if suddenly it suddenly doesn't do as well as you hope, you're like, oh, well, it was because of that and all of that. And I think if you, if you make sure you're completely happy with it, don't rush it and just are patient with this whole process. Cause it's not short a lot of the time. It can be quite long, but, if you just make sure you plan everything as well, make sure to get good good press, get sure to get good promotion, because that's that's really important. That's what's sold the new song. Just make sure to look into how to promote your music efficiently, yeah. rather than just saying the song's up and then nothing else. Make sure to just, um, there's loads of things on YouTube that I've watched. That's all where I've got it from. Um, so just, uh, just, it's really important just to kind of, you know, know what you're doing 
and be happy with what you're doing. And you know, that's what that's the point where it, it will start to hopefully work in your favor. Um, because success is such a success is not streams. That's what's important. And people need to know that. Because even though, like you're saying earlier, you see around it's got eighteen thousand streams now, which is mental. And I've had the most listeners I've ever had on Spotify. If you're happy with the song and you've released a song or something and you're really, really happy with it, that's what's important. That is success, not how many people like the song. Because that's that's what the advice before, like do what you want to do. Don't worry about the stream. The stream's linked to like following trends and that because they're all part of like likes and how many people liked you. And at the end, does that really matter? Who really cares? Like it's a, it's a, obviously it's great to be able to play to people, play play live to people is amazing. But I'm not gonna um, change the music based on what someone says on you know YouTube or something. Of course. Yeah. 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 Right. Well, thank you, Danny, for getting involved with my podcast today. It's been a good little back and forth. I've enjoyed. It. Yeah. Me too, man. Yeah. It's been a great little catch up and a nice chat to catch up with you. Uh, I'm going to say my goodbyes now and then we're going to end uh, this podcast with Danny's latest song, See You Around, and definitely go and check out the rest of his Spotify. It's got all of the other songs that we were talking about on here, like Emily and Beating Up Nikes, and it's also got his EP, which is titled Holding On. Uh, It's a really great EP. It's from 2018. So I would definitely go and recommend checking it out. I really enjoyed it, mate. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks, Alan. Thank you so much, Danny. I'll see you. I'll see you soon, mate. Um, hopefully, we'll do something like this again soon. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, take care, buddy. Yeah. See ya. Thank you so much. Cheers. Bye. Big thank you to Danny for talking to me today. And I'm just going to end the interview with Danny's re- most recent song. See you around. Go check out on Spotify. It's a great, great song. I've had the riff, the opening riff, stuck in my head all day so uh you can tell it's a good song when you just can't stop thinking about it so yeah thank you so much for listening and this is see you around by danny mellon